Well, good morning, Coastal. How you guys doing this morning? You guys doing well? Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is TJ. I'm one of the pastors here. We're glad that you're with us today. And uh, let me just say, this, this Friday night, we have an amazing women's event that's going to go down called She Gathering. And, uh, and ladies, I, I want to encourage you to come out this, this Friday night. It'll change your life. We, we had the, the bad weather come today. So you could have a great weather on Friday night and just have an incredible event here at the church. And so if, if you're a lady out there, I want to encourage you to come out. If you're a guy out there, take one for the team. Take the kids and go, babe, go to She Gathering Friday night. It will make a difference in your life. Uh, and it'll be a great, great time. Also, next Sunday night, everybody say next Sunday. Next Sunday. Next Sunday night we're, is the end of our 21 days of prayer and fasting as a church. And we're entering, ending it with a worship night at 6 p.m. right here at the church next Sunday evening. And uh, we're going to break the fast with communion. If you've been fasting with us, man, we'd love for you to be a part. If you haven't been fasting, we'd love for you to be a part as well. So why don't you come on out, be a good time. And then also, one last thing. I know that this is weird. I'm doing like a whole bunch of announcements, but I, I don't know where else to do it. Uh, God has been doing so many incredible, incredible things in our church over the last couple of months that uh, we, we've, we've got a big announcement this weekend. And that is this. On February 16th and 17th, uh, we're actually starting a Saturday night service because there's been, uh, we've been running out of room last Sunday. We had people sitting in our foyer for services and uh, that's because there are just not, uh, not enough seats in, in our rooms to, to take care of all the people that wanna come. And so we're excited about that. So what that means is, man, we would love for some of you uh, that are currently coming on Sundays, maybe to come Saturday night and free up some seats for people that want to come and be a part of our church. What that also means is, is that we need your help. Everybody say, we need your help. We need your help. So what that means is that there's more opportunities. There's more opportunities for you to serve. Maybe you've been coming for a while and checking us out, and, and maybe it's time for you to get involved. But in your seat back pocket and inside of, behind every chair is one of these Get Connected cards. Man, we'd love for you to get involved and serve. Maybe you can serve on Saturday night. Maybe you can serve on a Sunday morning to free up volunteers to be able to go to some other services to create an environment that you've come to love yourself for other people so they can fall in love with it and come to love Jesus more. And uh, we're going to continue to do things like this. So sooner or later, you're going to get involved. So might as well be now, right? That's, that's our goal for you is that you would get involved and that you would take this amazing thing called Jesus and give it to other people. And, uh, and so a great opportunity to do that is every single weekend here at church. So fill this out, drop it in one of the offering uh, things that are all throughout our four years. We'd love for you to get involved. Somebody will contact you and talk to you this week about how you can do that. And uh, it's going to be incredible. We're actually launching a series that weekend that I can't tell you what it is yet, but it is going to be crazy. And uh, it's, 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 it's actually, I'll tell you the subject. It's on relationships, specifically marriage relationships. And if you've been at our church for marriage relationships, uh, it's, it's the best thing we do. And so if you like what you've seen so far, you ain't seen nothing yet. Uh, because we go crazy. In fact, I'm just going to say it. I don't care. We're, we're doing a series called Love, Sex, and Rock and Roll. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I, I can, I, I, like, I'm just going to leave it at that for the moment. Uh, it's going to be awesome. 
And uh, like I'm getting teary-eyed already just thinking about it. It's like, uh, just, it's great. But uh, anyways, we're, we're going to talk about the series we're in right now. It's called The Me I Want to Be. And we started this last week. And uh, The Me I Want to Be is all about, we go into the new year. And it seems like in the new year, there's something about a new year that, that gives us like this unbelievable hope that things can be different in the year. And it's the reason why we go out and we buy journals because we're like, this is the year I'm finally going to journal. And you start for like three days and then like next year you take out the same journey you're like I didn't really get much done it's the reason why it's the reason why we 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 go and buy gym memberships it's the reason why we go and we start diets right because we have this hope of what this year is going to be like in fact I was thinking about this week and I found this this picture it's like I want a hot body this year but I also want tacos you know can anybody relate to that, or is that just me? It's like, man, I, I do, I want that, but I, oh man, I just, hot body, you know, I like, I want that, but tacos always get in the way, it always screws it up, and it feels like that in life, and, and, and so instead of just going, hey, the me I want to be is somebody that's unattainable, I actually think that there's, that it's, it's actually very, very attainable for you to be significantly different this year because the, the person that you've always been doesn't have to be the person that you can be in the future. And the reason we have hope every new year isn't because of a calendar change. The reason we have hope is because we have a God who changes things that is a part of our life. It wants to see our lives different. And so we, the me I want to be isn't just a, a, a pipe dream. It can actually be a reality in our lives. But sometimes I think when we're thinking about who we could be in life, we forget that some of the most significant things that will determine who we are are found in our choices. And last week when we talked about this idea of choices and we said that your choices will either make you or break you. And so it's important that you make good choices because your choices today are determining your future. In fact, you are a byproduct not of your circumstances today, but you're a byproduct of the choices you have made. And so you got to make good choices. If you missed last week, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to that. And, and so here's what I've learned in life as a pastor is I can tell you a lot about your future based on the choices you make and the relationships you have. And so one of the greatest determining factors of your future are, is your relationships. And so if you're going to be the me that you want to be, it's going to be dictated on the relationships that are surrounding you in life. Because I don't know if you've realized this or not, but you have a goal, a dream, a destination. And, and I always equate it to, I'm in a rowboat and I'm rowing towards my dream in life, the me I want to be. And there's other people that I've invited into my boat. And a lot of times we just invite people into our boat and we don't ever look at which direction they're rowing in. And so we'll be trying to go forward and they're pushing backwards. And we wonder why there's no progress in our life. In fact, almost every single study will tell you, you will look like your friends five years from now. So the friends you currently have, you want to see a picture of your future. Look at your current relationships. Is that who you want to be? And if that isn't really the me that you want to be, if that's not the life that you're ascribing to, then maybe if you want to have a different future, you, you've got to look at some, some relational aspects of your life. And so many times we say, I want a new life with the same old friends, but it doesn't work like that. Have you noticed that your, your relationships, people that are similar in nature, attract each other? Have you ever noticed that, that critical people always seem to find other critical people? 
Have you noticed that depressed people always seem to be able to find the other depressed people? Have you noticed that hopeful people seem to hang out with other hopeful people? Like you're not going to find a hopeful future by hanging out with despairing people. You're not gonna find a future full of forgiveness hanging out with people that are holding on to bitterness. And so one of the most critical things we could do is we can look at our relationships. And here's what I know is every single person in here, I've never met anybody as a pastor that says, you know what, I want terrible relationships. It's never been one of my conversations, never been a counseling appointment like, hey, pastor, you know what, my goal in life is I want to have really crappy relationships. Everybody deep down inside wants to have healthy, life-giving relationships. What most of us fail to realize is that people just don't stumble into those. People work really hard to have those. Like there is some work that comes on our part in order to have healthy relationships in life. In fact, the me that I want to be, one of the reasons the me is big is because it starts with you. Like I don't know if you realize this, but in order to have great friends, you need to learn how to be a great friend. And so before you can ever have something, it's, it's pretty important that you have that yourself. You know, I, I tell people here at Coastal, listen, don't invite your friends to Coastal and tell them you'll make lots of friends here. That's not our goal of the church. Some of you are like, for real? No. It's not our goal. It's that you, you we teach you how to have, it's, it's not that you come in here and you have great friends. Our goal is we're going to teach you how to be a friend. And if we can do that, you can take that, whether you're here, you're at work with your family, if we can teach you how to be a friend, you can take that anywhere in life and have great relationships. And so the me that you want to be is going to begin with you. And so as we're talking about relationships, I actually want to start with us. Because I, th I think every great relationship starts with me, myself, and I. It starts with you. It starts with who you are is going to determine a lot about your relationships. And, uh, and, and so there's an interesting story in Mark chapter 10 where a guy comes and encounters Jesus. And, and out of this, there's going to come some questions. And, and you're going to be like, how does this relate? But it will, I promise you. It says, as he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up to Jesus and knelt before him and asked him, good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? Now, this is interesting to me because every time people came and asked Jesus a question, this is the frustrating part about Jesus. He always responds back with a question. It's like, hey, God, can you help me with your situation? I don't know. Can I? You know, it's like, <laughs> come on, Jesus, help a brother out here, you know. Uh, but he, he always responds back with a question, which, which is going to come back to us. He says, no one is good except God alone. You know the commandments, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And he said, teacher, I've kept all these things from my youth. Looking up at him, Jesus felt a love for him and said to him, one thing you lack, go and sell all you possess and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. But at these words, he was sad and he went away grieving for he was the one who owned much property. And so out of this story, there are four questions that I think every single one of us needs to ask ourselves if we're going to be the me that we want to be and have great relationships in life. And the first question is this, is, is am I willing to change? 
Because Jesus looks at this man and he goes, hey, one thing you lack, which means that for every single one of us, the reason we're not having some of the things we want in life is because we're lacking something. And so if we want to have a different life than what we've currently had, that means we're going to have to do some things differently than we currently have done. It means that we're going to have to change a little bit. Because a lot of us approach relationships and go, well, that's just the way I am. Well, just the way you are is causing you to have dysfunction. So you can continue to be dysfunctional and bring that into every relationship and have dysfunction, or you can allow the God who changes you to actually start to change you and do some things differently so you can have health in those relationships. I knew it would get quiet right there. So let me relate it to, to marriage because in marriage, people, people go into marriage with some interesting ideas. When people are getting married, every man thinks, hey, I'm going to marry this woman, and she is never going to change, and she always does, right? And every woman gets married thinking, I'm going to change this man, and he never does. Ladies, is that a correct statement right there? Why? Because we think, well, it's somebody else's job, it's somebody else's prerogative to change, when the reality is, is we need to look at ourselves first to be the change we want to see in this world. The, the me I want to be begins with me. It doesn't begin with you. It begins with me looking at me and going, man, unless I change, things are not going to be different. In fact, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 18, talking to disciples, I tell you the truth, that unless you change and become like little children. He said, unless, unless you do some things differently, you're not gonna have the results that you're looking to have in your life. And for some of us, that is a question we need to ask ourselves. Am I willing to change this year? Am I willing to do some things differently than I've always done in life? Second question that comes from this passage right here is, am I willing to put others first? He says, man, go and give to the poor. Are you willing to put some other people first in life? John Maxwell calls it the high road principle. He says there's three roads that you can choose in life when it comes to people. You can choose the low road, which means you treat people worse than they treat you. You can choose the middle road, which means I'll treat you as well as you treat me. Or you can choose the high road. I'm going to treat you better than you treat me. And John Maxwell says, man, it's so important to take the high road no matter what. It's the, it's the principle of the second mile. If somebody asks you to go one mile, Jesus says, take it too. If somebody asks for your coat, give them your sandals too. It's, go, it's putting other people in a place that you yourself want to be put in. In fact, Jesus said, listen, if you want to be first, you actually got to be last in servant of all. So Jesus kind of says, hey, here's the pecking order in life. And, 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 and taking the high road isn't always the easiest road. Putting others first isn't always the easiest decision in the moment. But I'll, I've learned in life, when you put others first, man, you can create some incredible relationships. Dale Carnegie said, you can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by, make, by trying to get people interested in you. In other words, he says, listen, you have one mouth and two ears. Why don't you shut up and listen a little bit more? 
You know what people's favorite subject is? Themselves. I think one of the reasons Jesus asked questions back is to get people talking about themselves. He's saying, man, are you willing to change? Are you willing to put others first? Third question he asks is, am I willing to let go of the past? The Bible says this guy owned a lot of property. That was his past. I think some of us are not creating the relationships that God wants for us to create because we're holding on to yesterday. And we're holding on to yesterday. It's really hard to step into today. It's really hard to step into tomorrow. Why? Because you're dragging yesterday into everything you walk into. See, what we fail to realize is your past isn't your past if it's still impacting your present. If you've got hurt from your past, you, you might not realize it, but every relationship you walk into, because you're hurt, you have a tendency to hurt other people. And I know this from experience. Back when we were 22 years old, I was an executive pastor at a church, and, and uh, I remember going to my pastor at the time and saying, hey, I'm going to step down from this job. And, and this pastor said, said words that like, I will never forget to this day. He said, you'll never amount to anything in life because you're a quitter. I'm like 22. I know nothing except for I didn't want to work there anymore, <laughs> especially after that conversation. But uh, like I walked away from that conversation, and Shayla can attest to this, is like I was a hurt individual. And so every conversation I had with people, while deep in my heart I love people, because I was hurt, I would cut you. Because I was operating out of a place of hurt, everything I walked into, like I could not build a healthy relationship to save my life because I was not healthy. My past was interjecting itself into the present, and it wasn't until I finally got to this place where I said, God, I need to forgive this man, that all of a sudden I started to walk in freedom. And some of us, our yesterdays are keeping us from the freedom of today's relationships that we need if we're going to be the me that I want to be. That's why 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, referring to love, it says it keeps no record of wrongs. And in that situation, I learned a valuable lesson. My forgiveness had nothing to do with him. That forgiveness had everything to do with me. That's why Colossians, the Apostle Paul, encouraged us, bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. So you need to ask yourself, man, am I willing to let go of the past? Am I still holding on to some bitterness, to some anger, to some rage, to some things that somebody did to me a long time ago that are still impacting my today's? Fourth question that we can find out of this is, am I willing to love as Jesus did? Because he asked this guy to give everything, and he wasn't asking him to give everything because he had never done that. Actually, Jesus came to earth to give everything. He was willing to lay down his life. And, and the way we treat people 
leaves a mark. You know, there's an old saying, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Your impact is based on your interest of how much you're willing to give in that relationship, not how much you're willing to get. And so with a, a framework of the me aspect, here's what I want us to do. So these are questions we need to ask ourselves. I go, where, where, where do I need some work within these areas? Because I think all, all of us can find some things within there. There's some questions that are going to poke some holes in the facade that we, we carry around thinking we're, we're in the world of perfect. And so if we're going to be the me that I want to be, I think there's four areas that, we're, that we need to make a declaration of this year. I will do some things. And the first one is this. If you're taking notes, is I will nurture my most important relationships. Listen, there are some relationships in your life that should be your important relationships. And, and one of the first things you should do is you should define what are your important relationships. If you're married in here, I, I would say your, your marriage is probably an important relationship. Probably nurture that this year. If you, if you have kids in here, that's an important relationship. You should probably nurture and foster a relationship with your children. If, if you have some deep friendships, you should probably continue to nurture those if they're healthy relationships in life. Your relationship with God, you should, you should nurture that important relationship in your life. Because if you don't, it's easy for those things just to drift into the background of life. And if you're not nurturing those things, they, they, they kind of just disintegrate on you. In fact, I... I I read this story of this elderly couple. They were driving down the road in this old Ford pickup truck with the old bench seat, just a single cab, and, and the man was in the driver's seat, and the woman was kind of peering out the passenger window, and they came up to this red light, and, and as the woman was peering out the passenger window, she looked over, and she saw this young couple, and the guy had his arm around the girl, and they were smooching there in the car, and, and she looked over at her husband as she's leaning up against the window, and he's on the other side, and she goes, do you remember when we used to be like that? And she goes, why don't we do that anymore? And he goes, I never moved. See, things that aren't nurtured move on us naturally. Things that aren't invested in move naturally. There's a natural drift that will take place if we're not making that an important aspect of our life. I've learned that my marriage is only as good as I make my marriage be. My relationship with my child is only as good as the time that I'm willing to invest in it. My relationships with my friends are only as good as the amount of time that I'm willing to input in those relationships. Those are... Those are decisions, those are choices that every single one of us make. That's why the Bible encourages us to serve one another in love. He's, in fact, he said, the entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you keep on biting and devouring each other, watch out or you'll be destroyed by each other. So what's he saying? He's saying if you're not nurturing each other, you're probably destroying some things in life. So I'd encourage you this year, 
Make a fresh commitment. Make a fresh commitment in your relationship with God. Here are some things I'm going to do this year. Make a fresh commitment in your relationship with your spouse. Hey, we're going to have date night once a week or once a month. We're going to, we're going to take a, a, an adult-only vacation and leave the kids with a babysitter or a grandparent or a neighbor or a stranger who will take care of them. We don't really care. <laughs> Just somebody. We might even just throw some ramen in there and leave. No, I'm just not. Make a commitment that, man, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna designate some time to invest in my children. Individual, I'm gonna take my daughter on a date. I'm gonna take my my son to breakfast, whatever it may be. Man, I'm gonna make a commitment to nurture my friendships that are important to me, that, that are vital to my faith or my walk with God or my career. I'm gonna invest in those things. Number two, I will restore my broken relationships. Here's what I know is every year we go through and there's some relationships that get destroyed and broken. Maybe someone you valued, you hurt them or they hurt you. Don't leave that relationship in a broken place. In fact, the Bible says, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Listen, the other person may not wanna cooperate. They might not wanna restore that relationship, but I think it's, it's on us if we're gonna be the me that we wanna be to take the steps for restoration to happen. Don't leave it to them. Be the first one to go. Be the first one to say, hey, there's something wrong here. We need to fix this. In fact, the Bible says, do not repay evil, repay anyone evil for evil. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Because here's what I've learned. The pain of unresolved conflict is way greater than the pain of resolving that conflict. And some of you have left unresolved conflict just festering for so long that, man, it is it has caused some gangrene in your life. And it's time for you to restore those relationships. And it's critical that we walk in forgiveness. And I've learned three secrets to forgiveness from my own life that I just thought I would share with you. And, and, and you can write these down. They're not in your notes. I, I forgive selfishly. You're like, wait a second, that doesn't make any sense. No, no, no. I don't know if you've realized this or not. Forgiveness is not for the other person. Forgiveness is for you. Forgiveness sets you free. It lets you let go of that person so you can walk away and live a new life. And so I believe that you should forgive freely. You should also, so you for, forgive selfishly, but number two, you should forgive freely. Like, so many people wanna understand why did this happen? If you wanna know why answers, you will stay stuck in unforgiveness for the rest of your life. Because people are just crazy. Just drive down the road. Just drive down the road. Can you all attest people are crazy here? So if I wanna understand crazy, that's gonna drive you crazy. And for some of you that has, stop it. I'm giving you permission to stop it. Just forgive them freely. I, I have a saying in my life, and I don't normally share this out loud, but I'm gonna I'm share it because it's gonna help somebody in here. I, I live with this saying, you can't fix stupid, you can just love it. So just forgive them. Somebody needs to write that down. <laughs> then the last one, forgive repeatedly. Listen, it's not just a one-time thing. If you think it is, man, on day two, you're gonna, be, you're gonna be right at it again. It might take you 475 times. Just keep forgiving. 
Keep freeing yourself. Number three, I will sever any harmful relationships. I'm not talking about somebody's like, oh, Pastor TJ said I can get a divorce now. No, 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 that's not what I'm, not what I'm saying here. Um, I'll just want to clarify that because somebody will take that and misconstrue it. What I'm saying is if there's some relationships that are, that are harming you, there's some relationships that are unhealthy, maybe it's time that we redefine those relationships and the priority they take in our life. Like, I'm just talking practical because your friendships are so critical to your future. The Bible says in Proverbs 27, 19, a mirror reflects a man's face, but what he is really like is shown by the kinds of friends he chooses. So the friends you're choosing in life, those relationships, some of them are harmful right now. And by you choosing to do that, you're choosing to harm your future. And so I understand you can't eradicate all of those because some of those are business relationships, some of those are work relationships, but you can set up some boundaries in those relationships. You can redefine what that looks like in life. That's why the Bible tells us, don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Don't let your social relationships, don't let your work relationships corrupt what God is trying to do in you to create in you the me that you want to be this year. Listen, if there's a relationship that's hindering your relationship with God, cut that junk off. I know it's your mom, but it's okay. If it's your mother-in-law, you're stuck with her, okay? It's like, just, it's gonna have to keep that one. But you might have to redefine it. You might have to put some boundaries on it. Those are healthy things. This is about you becoming healthy so you can be the me that you wanna be and actually be the me that God wants you to be. And number four, this is, this is the most critical one. I will initiate some meaningful relationships. See, because for a lot of us, I know that we wanna to go to places that we've never been before. And that means that you're gonna need some people in your life that are gonna help you along the way. I know that there's this crazy crazy doctrine out there and thought process that all I need is Jesus and I'm set. All I need is God and I'm set. That's good, but the Bible kind of contradicts that because Adam was walking and talking with God and he looked at Adam and said, it's not good for him to be alone. So if it wasn't good for Adam to be alone and he was walking and talking with God in the cool of the day, it's probably not good for you to be alone. It probably needs you're gonna need some people in your life. If you're gonna climb Everest this year, you're gonna need some Sherpas. Listen, nobody has climbed Everest without some help. Nobody has gone to a new level without some people helping them along the way. In fact, when you climb Everest, you'll never see the picture of the Sherpas. But there are a group of people that guide you and lead you up the entire way to you getting to your summit. They don't normally get in the highlight reel, but they're in your everyday reel. And for some of us, we need to initiate some new relationships. Maybe you're here and you've been checking us out for a while or, and you don't really have a home church. Maybe you need to initiate a relationship with a community of believers called the local church. 
Maybe you need to commit yourself to a church home and a house. Stop being uncommitted and going to 37 different church services. That's not helping you, I promise you. What you need to do is commit yourself somewhere. Commitment changes things. Find a church. I don't care if it's this church. Go to Church by the Glaze. Go to Calvary Chapel. Go to Spanish River. I don't care what church it is. Go find a church and commit yourself there. And watch your watch some meaningful relationships begin to grow in your life. I would encourage you to get involved in a connect group right after service. Right out there in the foyer is some, some groups of people. Because we all need some people in our lives. Go find a connect group. Go find some people that will help take your relationship with God to the next level. Because we need some people to walk with us who maybe been there, done that. Maybe you need to be the person who's been there and done that for some other people. Maybe it's time for some people, for you to invest in some people. God has done a lot in your life. Maybe they need that relationship with you as much as you need that relationship with them. And so I would encourage you this year to do some things differently. I would encourage you to look at your life and go, God, who are you calling me to be? What are the changes that I need to make? And then what are the commitments that I need to do to become the person that you've called me to be? And I would challenge you that you need to nurture some meaningful relationships. You need to sever some harmful relationships. You need to, you need to restore some broken relationships and you need to initiate some new relationships. And I promise you, as you do those things, you'll see God start to show up in your life like never before. You'll start to see your destiny unfold as you surround yourself with people that are going in the direction that you've always wanted to go. And God will do some incredible things in your life. Would you guys bow your heads and pray with me here? Maybe you're here today and as you look at your life and you're going, man, I, 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 I need to make some different choices when it comes to my relationships. You know, in, in my relationships, I've made a lot of different decisions. And looking back, I realized that my relationships are one of the biggest predicators of my future. Today, I realized that there's some relationships maybe I need to redefine, some relationships I need to initiate, some relationships I need to invest a lot more time in.